all, and welcome back to Popular Apocrypha, the show where we change characters how we want because we can, and nobody told us not to. I'm Nick. I'm Riley. I'm Tyler. Uh. <laughs> and somebody's one day going to tell us, don't change characters anymore, and then Nick is either going to have to leave the show or not be able to use that intro. I'm going to hunt them down. <laughs> oh, no. Kill them. <laughs> And then erase whatever they, wherever they say Hack that. into their computer? Yeah. Because you're a hacker? I might have to erase the, whole, the whole internet, but I'll do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, try me. You're friends with the internet? That, the whole internet. Wow. Uh, everyone. Cool. Yeah. Nick, yeah, Nick's granddad is Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Gore to you, okay? <laughs> I call him Professor Gore. Papa Gore? Yeah, Daddy Gore. <laughs> okay. Ooh, and, didn't like that. <laughs> why? Because he's my grandfather or because he's my sugar daddy? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Which part are you against right now? Uh, the fact that he's out Gordon. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> against the wall. Up against, against the wall. Interesting. Uh, so before we jump in, I want to remind you to check out our social media pages at Poppypock Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, our website at poppypock.com, and our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash P-O-P-A-P-O-C. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so today's character is Little Red Riding Hood. <gasps> yeah, crazy, huh? Uh, I'm sure many of you already know the story of Little Red as it's a classic, but for those who don't, here's a little overview. Uh, um, I, I see what you did. Little Red Riding Hood, and you're gonna get a, a little overview. It's pretty funny. The joke is that she's short; she can't see over things. I think the joke is that she has a hood on, and it's over her head, so she can't see things. Overview. Ha! Fair <laughs> warning. Um, this could get a little grisly. But I thought there was a wolf in it. Stop! I knew that joke was coming. <laughs> I just didn't know from I, when. I was gonna say it if you didn't. <laughs> All right. So uh, to uh, recap the story, or to just let's cap it first, and then we'll recap it afterwards. Uh, little red, yeah. <laughs> uh, little red was told by her mother to take some cakes and wine to her grandmother. Her grandma, Ooh, her, grandma getting lit. Yeah, grandma getting litty titties up in here. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> her mother told her to stay on the trail and not to wander in the woods because she might trip and break the glasses. Then there wouldn't be any for grandma. Uh, little red agrees to stay on the trail and sets off to grandma's. Uh, along the way, she meets an old wolf named Greyhead. The wolf asks her where she's going, and she tells him she's going to see her grandma. What are you basing all this information off of? Um, the Grim, the, the Grim, oh, okay. the, the Brothers Grim story. Okay. Uh, the so wolf, not uh, hoodwinked. <laughs> nah, no, that's a very good movie and a very good call, but but uh, no. Uh, so the wolf asks where her grandma lives, and she tells him fifteen minutes outside the woods. Excuse me, she says a quarter of an hour outside the woods. Uh, she then decides that he uh, he then decides that he can have more than one snack today, and leaves her to go find grandma and wait for Red. What was his first snack? Well, well the, the grandma is going to be his first yeah. snack, and then Red's going to be his second snack. More than one snack. Oh, God. Can it. you just keep up, please? Gosh. Second uh, breakfast. <laughs> Eleven seas. <laughs> uh, so when Red gets to the house, she knocks on the door and then lets herself in. Grandma is in bed with a hood pulled down over her face. Uh, grandma looks kind of weird, and Red starts asking the famous questions. Oh, grandmother, what big ears you have? She responds with, all the better to hear you with. Oh, grandmother, what big eyes you have? All the better to see you with. Oh, grandmother, what big hands you have, all the better to grab you with. Oh, grandmother, what a horribly big mouth you have, all the better to eat you with. Uh, the wolf then eats Little Red and goes back to sleep in the bed. Soon, a huntsman walking by hears the loud snoring of, in the house and assumes it's the grandma. Goes in to make sure the old woman is okay, because of her loud snoring, mind you. Uh, he, what a gentleman. Yeah, for real. He just break into old ladies' houses <laughs> and make sure they're okay. Uh, grandma, you okay in here? Yeah. Grandma! <laughs> he walks in. He walks in to find the wolf, and he says, I've been hunting you for a long time, and now I have you. He raises his rifle to shoot the wolf, but decides against it, just in case the old woman is still alive in there. So he goes and he gets some scissors, and he cuts open the wolf. When he does so, he finds Little Red and the old woman alive inside. Uh, they decide then to fill the wolf's stomach with rocks so he can't escape. 
Uh, when the wolf wakes up, he's too heavy to run away. The old woman then decides to eat some cakes and have some wine. Uh, the huntsman skins the wolf alive, and Little Red goes home, uh, vowing to never speak to wolves again. There's actually a second story involving Little Red. Uh, Red has to take some bread to Grandma, so she walks down the public road to get there. Along the way, a wolf stops her and tells her, uh, and she tells him where she's going again, like she did the first time. Uh, this time, though, Red beats the wolf there and tells Grandma about the encounter, saying that if she if she hadn't been on the public road, she was sure the wolf would have eaten her. Uh, they lock the door, and when the wolf shows up claiming to be Little Red, they remain silent inside. Uh, the wolf starts to walk around the house and ends up on the roof. Grandma tells Red to go fetch some water she used to boil sausages the night before and take it to the trough outside. She does, and Old Gray is drawn to the smell of the sausages. However, he leans too far over the edge of the house, smelling them, falls into the sausage water in the trough, and drowns. And that's the end of the story. So there were two wolves. There were, I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. As far as I could tell in, in the two stories I read in this uh, Brothers Grimm page, it was very strange. Uh, so quite the stories, eh? Uh, these stories uh, of Little Red can be traced back to the 10th century. Uh, they were originally told by French housewives to scare the children into behaving. Um, the story was made much more popular over the world when the, uh, the German Jacob Ludwig Karl, spelled K-A-R-L, and Wilhelm Karl, spelled C-A-R-L, otherwise known as the Brothers Grimm, wrote it in one of their collaborative fairy tale books in the 1800s. Um, so the, the story of Little Red has been, I don't want to say bastardized, but changed a lot over the years. Um, it's become a little more tame here and there, with the exception of... The wolf always eats the grandma and then is always killed by the huntsman. I'm surprised PETA doesn't have a problem with this story. Um, they might. I mean... Do they? Did you look it up? I haven't. Hmm. I thought about it just now. This isn't in my script. We're going off the script. Off the rails. Welcome to Nick's side section of the show, Off the Script, where we talk about how PETA has a problem with Little Red Riding Hood. Okay, inform me. I don't know if they do. I can't answer that question. <laughs> and that's the end <laughs> of this And welcome segment. back to the script. <laughs> Um, so it's been, it's been, uh, changed a few different ways. Uh, like I said, it's been made a little more children friendly, um, with kind of how the wolf talks, how he's not quite as scary most of the time. Um, but he still eats grandma. Sometimes he gets to eat red. Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes the hunter's already there waiting. Sometimes he's not. Um, and like you said earlier in hoodwinked, it's all taken out of proportion and they have to beat up the little bunny man. So who's the non-canonical character? He is non-canonical. Correct. In the, in the story of Little Red Cap, which was the original name of Little Red Riding Hood. I have an idea. What's up? But before I tell you my idea, so I just want to make sure that you guys are okay with talking about more than just the one little girl, right? Like that we can talk about the wolf and the grandma and the huntsman and whatnot. Because the story, I mean, it's not much of a story to build off of. So we could just build off of the kind of original story or like modify it a little bit and build off of that. Or we could... And, and try to just talk about her, or we can talk about all the characters. What do you mean there's no backstory here? Clearly all these characters very little are backstory. deep and fleshed out, Yeah, as all fairy tale characters are. So I just want to make sure that you guys are okay with talking about more than just the one character. I don't know why it'd be any different than every other episode we've done. What? Well, we try. We, we often try just to talk about the one character for the day. I mean, we didn't talk about all the kids from the Magic School Bus when we talked about the Magic School Bus. I mean, kind of fair. And Arnold is an incredibly complex character. <laughs> is he? Yeah, yes. The kid who takes his helmet off in space. <laughs> um, so let me just give you my pitch. Okay? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. We're P- going to make pitch it to me, Dad. Little Red Riding Hood, the grandma, and the huntsman, uh-huh. essentially the villains. Uh-huh. And we're going to make the big bad wolf the hero. Big bad wolf. This is all an analogy, the like original stories, right? Uh-huh. So the pitch is that the wolf is a cop. 
The Little Red Riding Hood is a criminal, as are the grandma and the huntsman. And they're all in a, like a crime syndicate, like a German crime syndicate. And they're working together. Um, and they're specifically drug running, which makes sense. Naturally. With uh, with the running of the wine and bread yeah, or whatever. As Germans tend to do. Maybe it's uh, illegal beer running. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's drug running. <laughs> I couldn't have thrown you off that. I don't know. Uh, so Little Red Riding Hood is supposed to take an illicit package to her grandma's an house. Explicit who package. her grandma maybe maybe uh okay getting a little PG thirteen here. Oh boy but, um, as if our podcast has never been PG thirteen before. It's actually never been PG thirteen. It's either G or R. It just skips the rating. So Little Red Riding Hood <laughs> is like a code name, right? For like a uh, like a prostitute. Right, oh. that she uh, is supposed to, but she's so she's like part of um, this. Is it, uh, is it the drug right, is the writing part her code name? Is that because she's a prostitute? So she's there. We go to, jump into R. <laughs> she's supposed to take this parcel to her grandma's house, and maybe her grandma is like that's like the code name for like her pimp or whatever. Um, I don't know. I'm just, or maybe maybe it's like brothel, brothel house, like the the madam of the brothel house. And so she she's like taking this parcel, and she's stopped by this policeman, uh-huh. the wolf, and that's uh-huh. like the code name for like the uh-huh. police is uh-huh. the wolf. And so uh, he asks her where she's going, uh-huh. and she says, and um, ask what she has, and maybe she plays it off as something way more innocent, right? Um, oh, and so it's and my he, laundry. he doesn't have uh, the, the the policeman doesn't have like a good enough reason to like search her, right? Uh-huh. So. She goes on her way to her grandma's house, uh-huh. uh, but the policeman gets there first, uh-huh. and the policeman uh, no, the grandma. Uh, like walks in on the grandma, uh, like into that house. Like they're doing, like maybe they're like sorting like uh, drugs or money or something. Like walks in on her doing some kind of illegal act. Handcuffs her. Little red comes in. Kinky. And no, little red comes in, <laughs> and um, maybe I'm just spitballing here. Maybe uh, maybe this is a longer story. Then I was originally thinking like it takes place over like weeks instead. So this cop, uh-huh. I'm backing up a little bit. Uh-huh. This cop has been like watching this ring for a while, uh-huh. but doesn't have enough evidence, right? So he uh, he starts to try to get he tries to get knowledge about the ring from this one woman, Little Red. Uh-huh. Maybe that's her name or whatever. And then uh, doesn't get anything. So he goes undercover into the uh, like cartel or whatever into the drug running uh-huh. then then that's when he happens upon enough evidence to arrest the grandmother uh-huh. and arrest her uh-huh. but he's still undercover right. to everybody else like yeah. this goes un like unseen okay so she's like handcuffed ready to take down to the precinct or whatever and uh then little red comes in with an illicit parcel or whatever uh-huh. and he and he handcuffs her uh-huh. and then uh the huntsman comes in uh-huh. who's like maybe the drug boss or whatever uh-huh. and um kills the wolf or something I don't know. It's a work in progress, obviously. Fills I'm just his thinking. stomach with lead. Yeah. Metaphors. And fill him full of lead. I kind of like it. <laughs> okay. And what don't you like? You did not yeah, like what, the prostitution what don't you like? part? Uh, yeah. But Why? also. Because Little Red's a minor. I have, a, I have another. Well, I, I was changing that. I didn't think I needed to say that, but okay. I think you need to, you need to express everything. I have another idea all right uh prove it wait can before you before you give the pitch okay can we say that uh nick gets to decide 
on oh, wh- where to go oh after, after you give the pitch. Because I give my pitch. We're gonna, okay. And now you give your we're pitch. We're going to tear the group apart. Okay. And, okay. Nick, and we're both. No, that's why I'm saying this now. That like we're, I'm I'm totally good with whatever you decide. Okay. Yep. Me like, too. Whatever. I need you guys to kiss on it. Nope. No. Nope. Don't even do that. I think you do. Nope. I'll kiss into my microphone. Okay. I will not kiss on the <laughs> microphone. Why not? Because well, you're not scared to microphone kissing the no. man. No. That's not what it is. I think microphone kissing is a different thing. Do you want my pitch or not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. My pitch <laughs> Give it to me. is that uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Uh-huh. It's similar to Tyler's idea. Yep. But Little Red Riding Hood is actually a acronym for a type of drug that you can take. And when you take the drug... Um, it sends you kind of on a, a, like a Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4, like spiritual journey, uh, where, uh, you know, you, you take the place of Little Red Riding Hood and you're pursued by the wolf or you're pursued by all these things that are your like inner demons or whatever. And, you know, you're, you're, uh, it's, it's Freudian, right? So you, Mm -hmm. you take the the pill or you take whatever Mm -hmm. that's Little Red Riding Hood. You become Little Red Riding Hood. And then you want to get your dad. No, nope, nope, not that. Uh, That's all Freud's about. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Name one other thing besides having sex with your parents that it's about. Dreams. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) It's oversimplification. Anyway, your grandma uh, is representative of your ego. Yep. And the wolf is your id, and the okay. huntsman is the superego. And it plays out, and based on whatever the psyche of the individual is or how they interact in that world while under the, the drug, they either come on the other side, like come out on the other side better or worse off in terms of like understand themselves better or more prone to their base impulses, maybe more animalistic and wolf-like. So for those uh, that maybe don't know what, uh, not me, uh, ego and super ego and id are, <laughs> I, I totally understand, not me. Um, not if me. you could explain that uh, for those that don't understand, not me, then that would be great. Haven't yeah. I explained this to you before? So, uh, I don't know if you... <laughs> uh, Commit to the bit. Oh, I'm committing. That's why I'm asking you. No, you're not committing. I'm committed. <laughs> you're destroying. It's calling you out. <laughs> In Freudian theory... Uh, I mean, this is an oversimplification, but the id is like your base impulses. It's your animalistic urges and desires. Your superego is your moralistic side, like all the rules and the things that tell you not to do what your animalistic side tells you to do. And then the ego is what falls in the middle. It's what displays and it's the reality of you in the real, in the real world and how you display yourself. So if you have a really strong id and a really weak superego, then the idea is that your ego would show someone who's prone to their carnal desires and breaks the law and does all that stuff. But if you have a really strong superego and a really weak id, then your ego shows as like someone that follows the rules and is really maybe um, hyper anal and doesn't want to like, doesn't want to break any laws at all or anything like that. So, so in D and D terms, we're talking lawful, neutral, chaotic. Uh, uh, mm, uh, <laughs> I'm not kind, totally wrong. Kind of. More like lawful good versus chaotic evil. With, and true with neutral your, With your id ego. being, yeah. With your id being your chaotic evil. Well, your ego is whatever. It's it's just what presents. So it'd be your character. Okay. I get you. Thank yeah. you. That's helpful. Though, that's uh, my pitch. So it's uh, a drug, right? Yeah. Little Red Riding Hood is a drug. Okay. Hey, man, I want some Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> 
I hated that. I hate it. I'm sorry. I like. I thought that my pitch was like kind of weird because I, I, I guess I, I never did really explain that I wasn't thinking that she was a minor, but that was okay. They just cut out the last two bits and just call it Little Red. You want some Little Hood? L- little Red. Okay, there we go. Which sounds like Big Red, the stick oh, chewing, the chewing gum. gum. So, mm. but it's now a hallucinogenic. <laughs> no, it's an opiate. Oh, thank you. My bad. Because you sleep. Okay, Nick. I don't know. <laughs> this is a problem. Do you so, have a third idea? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Besides, like, Little Red is an adult who smuggles drugs. Um, and the wolf is a cop. And um, Grandma is, uh, I guess, a prostitute. A, a madam. Madam. And then um, the huntsman is the drug boss who kills the cops for fun. I was also thinking with my pitch. That was my idea, not that, yours. Yeah, with uh, with Nick's pitch, I, I, that, that's a really cool idea, Nick. Um, <laughs> uh, to tag on to that, another idea. Uh-huh. So there were two stories of Red Riding Hood. Yeah, yeah. The second story is uh, the partner, the cops, like partner. E. Comes and like tries to investigate and like maybe they string him up from a roof instead. Ugh. Or they just push him off. Or string him up upside down and put his head in a, a thing of water. Yikes. I do think that'd be the worst way to go. No, I think that uh, very slowly drowning and burning alive from the other end at the same time. Oh, so they would... light the rope on fire. There we go. And then hold his head underwater. Um, but like, let him come up every every now and then when he when he's like about to black out until the fire is what kills him. I think you go into shock. Sounds very familiar to something we did to a goblin in a D and D campaign once. I like the idea that Little Red is a co- is code for a drug. Okay. But I also like the idea that. Uh, grandma the huntsman and the wolf are all nicknames for people what if so, so little so red, i like it i like both of them it's a little red cap right is that the original little, little red cap was was the original what if the like the initial drug runner that the cop approaches uh what if that like their nickname is cap and then they're they're smuggling little red so she's a little he's a little red cap yeah or they're the little maybe red that, cap. that's like a designation that like if you're like a runner then you're a cap then you're a cap or they're the or riding hoods, or the, yeah, or the the ride because they riders. they carry little red, so right. they're the little red riding hoods. But they're just the riding hoods if you refer to them without the drug. Is it because they ride in the hood? No. Do they ride with hoods? Why are they called hoods? I don't know. Well, they have to have a reason. Like Grandma's called Grandma because she's the eldest of the female gang bosses in the area. She knows her stuff. She's the madam. Of, yep, like the the brothel or whatever it is i don't know yeah. i don't know if it's a brothel so but, but she, whatever but she's been around long enough she knows her stuff and she's managed to stay out of trouble even though yeah. the, the wolf knows where she is and has an idea what she's doing she's the manager yeah uh the huntsman is called the huntsman because he's the one you call to take care of the wolves right yeah right he's he's the cleaner he's yeah. the fixer and the wolves are called the cops are called wolves because i mean that just makes sense yeah they're prowling around trying to get the yeah trying to get those yeah trying to Riding caps. Yeah, take, what about take, ri- riding caps? What take, about trying combining? To take, trying to take a little red from the caps. From, yeah. From the boys. From the... From the, the, the boys in hoods. I mean, we could just call them riders. Little red riders. Like Except that's a BB gun. Okay. So I I like it. Um, we can figure out a name. But we should expand. So little red is the drug. And it does what Riley was saying. Riding, hood, ride, riding hoods are the, are the runners. Okay. Grandma. Grandma is the... So, she's the... 
brothel owner? Is, well, is it depends on uh, th- that. Was only like because I was trying to like think of uh, like kind of historical thing because you know Germany like 1800s or whatever, whatever the century was. Um, oh, something that would was, like it was the 10th century when the story re- originated, oh, as far as we're aware. Um, the, like 10th century historical, like something that would explain a like working relationship, but criminal relationship between an older woman and a younger woman. I and that's just the first thing I could think of was grandma, a brothel and a, and a like a prostitute or something. I think grandma manufactures the drug. The chemist? Yeah. Okay. Like she she makes the drugs. And Wouldn't mom make the drugs? Because mom's one sending it to grandma. We don't know. Well, well, what if mom is... Oh, that's fair. So mom's your chemist. Grandma... Is grandma I, just the buyer? I don't... She's probably a distributor of some sort. Just okay, like the the dealer. Yeah, she's the dealer. Right. Yeah, like that you, then like, sells it. You know, you go to you you know you go to grandma's brothel to get some cookies to get some yeah mean. exactly mm-hmm. get some cakes and wine. Otherwise known as little red. And How, can we? What about little red? Like L I L L I L. Little red. Little red. Up and coming new rapper. Yeah. Next little Zan and. I mean, we could go that. Little Uzi Vert. There's another. There's another route that we could go. Is there a rapper with a tragic backstory? Little Red, but we've already done that before. So. Yeah. Okay, so Little Red, mom is the chemist. Yes. That yeah, that makes sense. That sends it out to grandma, to the dealers. Grandma, the dealer. And is is it something where like because I feel like the way that we're going is that there is not a writing hood. There's writing it's hoods. Multiple. Are there grandmas? Yeah, multiple dealers, like regional. That's what I'm thinking. You want regional, yeah, regional distributors. Of, I'm thinking so. Of also, Red. I'd still like all the grandmas to be like older women who like this is like now their job, like maybe because of like life circumstances and stuff, um, or I don't know, whatever. But I'd like them to be like older women in part because that would help them maintain cover. Okay. Because people generally are unassuming and uh, not just unassuming, but um, like they don't really think about like the old woman walking down the street they just kind of look over them so typically let's let's establish a time frame when when is our new little red distribution taking place 19 uh 40s chicago i counter suggestion it's a noir film it started in the 10th century and now up to like up to quote unquote present is 1940 Chicago. That's like where we're at now. Okay. In the story. But it's like long tradition, long history behind this drug ring. Okay. So, um how do people know to go to grandma's? I mean, like the hoods know because mom's sending them, right? The wolves know something's going on because they've followed some hoods. Um how do other people know to go to grandma's? What what is grandma's? Is it is it a bar and restaurant? Is is it a brothel? Is it I think is it your your local pool? I would love to imagine that it's literally like a grandma's cottage, like with the white picket fence and everything. That like the the woman, like the the like the old women, the grandmas, they scout, uh, like their clients, and like they they're the ones. That oh, scout so the they're clients. going out to and to, they to find invite people. these young folk into their home, and then it's like maybe it, maybe it starts with like you actual go cookies. And it's an opium den. Yeah, maybe it starts with cookies, and then it very quickly escalates. I, Would you like some cookies, dear? Now, how about some opiates? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to go more for a realistic approach. We're like, <laughs> Who how is that not realistic? Yeah. <laughs> White picket fences in the middle of Chicago? Yeah, welcome well, no, to no, no, 1940s no. America. I'm, I'm just trying to paint a very Rickenbacker picture of like this drug dealer grandma. Like, I think that any old, wim- any old woman could be a grandma. 
and they whatever they do is separate from them being a grandma. Like you could own a bakery and be a grandma. You could own a bar and be a grandma. I'm, like I'm it's okay just with a that. designation. Yeah, okay. Out out of context, this conversation is just like the most basic. Like, yeah, you could be a human being and own a com- like own a bakery. Yeah, you could be a human being and run a bar. I, I think it's all in the tone, right? Like, yeah, you could. Yeah, you you can own a bar and be a grandma. A grandma. Yeah, you you can you can uh, a you can be a grandma and, and still uh, and work at a public library, or. You know, it's it's all in the tone, Nick. Come on, is it, is it in the t- I don't know the difference between your tone and mine. Be positive. Um, but no, I agree with Riley. I think it's it's a designation, just like with the the wolves, just like with the huntsmen, just like with the caps. Um, is that what we're calling them? I don't know. Hoods, riding hoods, riding hoods, riding caps, caps. Maybe you could have hood riders riding hoods that are like novices and caps that are a little bit more experienced. Ooh, that's cool. I like that. Which also fits with the whole, like, caps is what they were originally called. That's cool. The OGs. The OGs, The yeah. OGs of caps. So I kind of want to change what the drug does then. Okay. Uh, so it's no longer an opiate. Well, I mean, you, you categorize it based on what it does, brother. But right. I, I, <laughs> I think that a good trip will uh, make you feel all warm and fuzzy and uh, wet, like you're inside of a wolf. <laughs> but a bad trip oh, no. a bad trip makes you feel like you're being skinned alive still okay. sounds like an opiate to me um okay <laughs> i was i was thinking more like lsd but a hallucinogen um uh like i mean full-on psychedelic yeah um yeah with hallucinogenic properties for sure can the perfect trip be uh you take uh you, you take little red and you listen to hungry like a wolf i'm hungry like a and that's how you get the best trip so for whatever reason. It's not listening to Pink Floyd's Dark of the Moon backwards. No, it's uh for with this drug, it's hungry like like is it a wolf or the wolf? I don't know. Uh, it's and it doesn't matter. It's not not Shakira's she wolf. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one. How about Jesus he wolf in the closet? How about that's so good. I love that song. <laughs> Any song that has like a wolf as as part of the central theme. Baby, I'm playing on you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> So that's just what's playing in all the like the the grandma dens. Yeah, or like <laughs> the wolf themed songs. Because <laughs> that's like for whatever reason, that's like how people get the best trip. Okay. So cops aren't called wolves anymore. Um, well, no, I, no, I think they still... still are, but it's it's almost on the nose. It's it's on the nose. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so is there a certain song that they play to let you know that they are currently dealing? Or is it? Oh, people just have to listen to it I, again I while think, they're while I think they're that tripping. The grandmas are are they're the ones that seek out their clients, right? So okay. they're getting invited over under whatever premise based on like what the grandma does, right? Like, so if they're a bar owner, then the grandma asks them out, like, come on over for drinks. Like, I'll, I'll, come on over, I'll get you a free drink, right? Yeah. Or if they're a public librarian, then stop by and see me at work sometime or whatever. I don't know. It's just, it's... There's some other premise the, I'm imagining. The idea of a dealer going out and looking for clients is just kind of weird to me. Not like looking as in like, they're not going and spending hours of their day walking around scouting out people. Yeah. That's not what I mean. I mean like, just, they're I, at their job. No, yeah. but even, And they notice. Even that. I'm like Flip the script, brother. That's what we do. That's what we it's, do. It's just so weird for me. <laughs> like, I just don't. It's their edge. It's, it's what makes them different. It's what makes this drug ring unique. I, I feel like that makes it so much more dangerous though. Because um, what, what happens when you catch a wolf who's just hanging out in plain clothes? Wait, what? You mean like a police officer undercover cop? Yeah. 
I mean, like, it's one thing to have, have, have them like seeking you out and they come to you and find you. There are ways around that. I'm imagining. But if you're out there running around just talking to randos and being like, hey. Yeah, not. Come not, see me no, at my like, place. They, before they're, like, inviting them to come and do drugs, like, they're, like, evaluating these people for, like, I'm imagining, like, weeks. Like, a long time before they even, like, before they even initiate, like, like a personal contact. Like, hey, like trying to begin like a friendship. I'm imagining that it's like a systematic onboarding, like psychological process where first, like they identify the mark and then they try to establish a rapport with the mark slowly over time. And then after they establish that rapport, then they try to elicit favors from the mark and get and offer favors in return to try and build loyalty and a bond. And then after that, then they start to increase the severity of those things until they are to the point where they can become a loyal potentially not only loyal customer but maybe also a, a camp so or a hood it's sounding more like a cult than drug dealers which is which i'm okay with i mean well, i don't really see how it sounds like a cult i don't really because get that. that's not something that drug dealers would do not, why maybe? can't these drug dealers yeah, do that it's just so <laughs> foreign to me of all the people <laughs> to impose rules i'm not trying to impose rules it's just <laughs> It just, it's so weird. It's just so weird. I mean, it doesn't sound like a cult to me, but... Well, I mean... Apparently, Nick knows more about cults than I do. Yes, I do, because I'm in one. What? Yeah, we meet in my house every Tuesday, and we sleep. It's currently just a cult of one, but we're trying (laughs) to to grow. (laughs) It feels to me more like we're creating kind of this cultish thing where, like, they're, they're trying to... Um, seek out people that have certain qualities who then become part of the organization and run drugs. Like, Maybe not necessarily run drugs, but like... Like, like, if the, like if the goal is to get them to turn into hoods and eventually caps, then... I mean, the goal is to sell more drugs. Well, I mean, I don't... So I, I can kind of see where everyone's coming from. I, I think that that because the grandmas, whoever they may be, are living their normal lives outside of the fact that they're also drug dealers, they are going to come into contact with potential marks, right? Just by dealing with their everyday life and going to their, their job. So they're not necessarily like seeking people out, but also they are coming into contact with people around them that may want drugs or that maybe are susceptible to coming over for milk and cookies one day and then getting high the next day. Um, and it's not so much like bringing them into the fold, although this is a crime syndicate. Right. It's it's almost like self-sustaining in the sense that like, you know, I kind of imagine there there is a mom and the mom is the chemist or the one that makes everything. And then a hood, a riding hood, through enough experience can become a cap who maybe a, a cap is trusted to run drugs, but also maybe every once in a while deal. And then that cap, when they get old enough, or not even old enough, but maybe it's not a maybe it's not even an age thing. It's an experience thing. Yeah, you can become a grandma, and you just deal. Counter counter counterpoint or counter su- suggestion, I guess. Um, grandmas don't uh, don't deal, but instead find marks, find targets. So they spend their time socializing and and being out there and and talking to people through their da- daily lives, doing whatever they are, going to the market, in the library, all that jazz. Uh, but then they send uh, the caps to deal, right? Oh, th- so they run the drugs to the buyer. 
the caps do. Yeah. Mm, so it's so, like DoorDash for so, drugs. Yeah, right. So the caps, <laughs> the caps are in charge of having face-to-face um, contact with buyers and selling drugs. Their their job is to deal. Uh, grandma's jobs are to mark targets and mark potentials. You know when a grandma has marked you because they'll say, you need to meet my grandson sometime. Ooh, love that. It's a code. It's or, a code. Or granddaughter. Yeah, you need, you need to meet my grandkids sometime. Yeah. Um, then they set up a meeting for you to meet with their grandkids, who are the caps. Right. And the caps then will run the drugs to that person and set up the exchange, deal with um, security of the location, make sure all that's running good, deal with money, all that stuff. Um, mm, I like this. You can, the caps will have a hood or two along as like an apprentice. Okay. But for the most part, the hoods spend their time running drugs from location to location. This would help with the grandmas. Per- they, they are like the guardians of the identities of the caps, which helps keep that under wraps, right? right? And, and the hoods. And then the, and then the hoods uh, are in a way protecting the grandmas because the grandmas are never actually dealing with the drugs. Nope, they never deal with drugs. So they're protected in a different sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, they've never, they've never, they don't come in contact with the drugs. They don't, they don't have it on them. Right? They don't do them. They, they just. But because the, gra- the grandmas are the only public face, mm-hmm. right? But if they're ever caught, there's nothing, there's yeah, there's like nothing, no evidence nothing against tying them. them. So the only way to catch them is if a, if it is if a little red riding hood mm-hmm. or a cap mm-hmm. uh, and a grandma were in the same place at the same time and caught red handed mm-hmm. by a wolf. Or right. if a wolf impersonates a grandma. Ooh. Which is what right. happens yeah. in, in the story. Also, side note, um, for the, for the, the huntsman, do we just want one huntsman? Yeah, like one I would, scary I mean, enforcer. I, I was thinking there might be like one enforcer per region. I was thinking it to like bring it back to a single story, like single characters. Like we could then establish like at one point, maybe there's like a particular grandma who's oh, then yeah, like yeah. taken down, mm-hmm. uh, but under wraps, like very covertly taken down. And the wolf steps in and impersonates um, the grandma. And so then does Little a, Red shows up. Okay. Does a grandma have to be female? Can can only female caps be promoted to grandmas? I kind of like that. I don't know. I kind of like this like maternal hierarchy within this drug ring. I yeah. think that it's kind of cool. And, and then very unique. Male caps can be eventually huntsmen. promoted to huntsmen. huntsmen. Yeah. Ooh, badass. Yeah. Um, cool. Can also, when the caps uh, meet with the buyers, can they also have uh, a code where they're like, to, to see if the buyer's legit, they ask the buyer, uh, oh, what big ears you have? And then the buyer has to say all the better to hear you with or like like the code is to know that the buyer is legit or something like that. I think that it's only one phrase at a time and it's on a constantly like rotating schedule. And only if you're in like the syndicate, do you know which code is the correct one? Because like if the story, if the Little Red Riding Hood story is still like part of the Grimm's fairy tales in this world, right? Then people would know more or less the proper response to the single phrase maybe it's up to the buyer that they're supposed to say the first part of the phrase because because then they'll say the first correct part and then the 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 hood will respond Uh, i think pulling Uh, that in you mean you mean the cap Uh, the the cap would yeah i think pulling that in would be fun so uh, let's just make sure we've got our our gang hierarchy or our syndicate excuse me it's not a gang it's a syndicate i mean hierarchy it's it's gang-like in some ways because of the level of like loyalty building and uh and the structuring internally that it has some similarities but it reminds me more of like a crime family like like the yakuza or a mafia uh something like that uh so maybe we should let's get that hierarchy leveled out so 
um, you enter, right? However, however that falls falls down to it. After buying from a cap, they can decide whether you 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 should be allowed to be a hood or not, or are you born into it. Is it a family thing? Um, no, I think it's selective. I don't okay. think it's a family thing, but I think anyone that's done Little Red can't join. Okay, so I you like have that. to be clean. Yeah, I like that. I you, like you've, you've got to be, be clean, clean to keep yeah. a line between dependency and business. Yeah, there you I go. like that a lot. Okay. But so I guess I mean it more accurately kind of starts with the grandma though, right? Like that's where the beginning of the Well, the grandma she she chooses marks who are gonna right, buy. Exactly. But I don't know if she can I, bet, she, I think And then she, she establishes also, contact between the cap and the buyer. I think right. chooses marks to buy and also chooses potential Right, yeah, both so d- different code writing hoods to determine like what you're going to be. Right. So she'll give you a code word and from that you'll be able to determine whether they're gonna let you like Right. The cap will determine, based on the phrase you tell him, whether you've been picked to be a buyer or to be a new hood. Not that, well, the, not that the person knows what's, that that's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't know going but, into it. So yeah, the grandma is, is identifying who would be a good prospect for part of the part of the crime syndicate and also who would be a good buyer. Okay. And then and then relays that information to the cap, and then the right. cap then makes the appropriate action. The, the, the cap takes the action. So right. you, you, you move in at the ground level as a hood. If you're part of the syndicate, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you you work under a cap for a while, uh, running running red, um, watching like doing security, taking care of taking care of minor details, the grunt work. Yeah. Yeah. After a while of working under a specific cap, um, you can be tested. Question mark to move I, up. I don't think that it's. Or are you just promoted? The, yeah. The 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 hood has no control. Like the cap makes a recommendation. Mm-hmm. On the hood's behalf to the grandma, mm-hmm. and maybe not even the grandma decides. Maybe like the grandma has to then make the a recommendation up to maybe the huntsman, and then the okay. huntsman will decide. Uh, I don't know. So or maybe, or maybe the grandma decides. So the hood then uh, makes a recommendation, and and or the cap makes a recommendation for a hood. Yeah, a hood so the can grandma. then either become a hood or a cap or a mother. Um, no, one of the how so I the, think so just uh, a cap. So they, the hood the hood becomes a cap. They just become a cap. All right, and yeah. from there. Through experience and yep. time in, it's all it's super like subjective, like analysis right. by they the grandmothers. Be, uh, at the end of their line, they can be promoted to huntsman for the males, typically, and grandma for the females, or t- mother, typically. or or, or mother fr- yeah. from there. If so they have chemists, only caps yeah. can be can be oh for sure can be promoted to mothers. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so it so the hoods hoods can only become caps, right? Who can then branch out. Yeah. from there but once you've been like designated as like a grandma a huntsman or a mother mm-hmm. you don't change like right. you're in that right. role is there is it an age-based thing or is it all based on on recommendations i think it's recommendation right like the grandmother has to see the right qualities in you right whatever that means yeah, okay. i think there could be like mid-20s grandmothers okay yeah if they've got the right qualities to them okay. then absolutely so who makes the calls then who makes these calls? I mean, this is again, this has been going on for a really long time. Right. Right. I I would like to propose that yeah. there is a family behind it all, and that's the Grimm family. That the Grimm family, they're the ones that started this back in the tenth century. Okay. And their line has been in charge from a very distant, very distant level over all of this ever since. They're like so, when it comes to the 
top, 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 top calls. Right. Like the final decisions on like only the most important things. Yeah, who can That's when they're grandmas, finally contacted. Who can become huntsmen. And I would imagine that, that like how they're contacted, like it's, it's it's not a personal contact that the grandmas or the, the huntsmen or whomever makes. It's like the grandmas and huntsmen and mothers are all told like this is how like for these particular like maybe like a few decisions that have to be made every so often like this is how to like send a letter or something or like it's super impersonal there's like no face-to-face contact with the grim family nothing they don't even the mothers and grandmothers and husband don't even know that it's the grim family it's just like yeah. the people in charge i think it's maybe rumored that some people among them are grims I think some Ooh, I like some that. people like in the organization should be Grimm's. Ooh, I really like that. But not everyone is a Grimm. Like, like a, a few people. Yeah, like a distant cousin or something like that. And it at varying levels. They're not yeah. like like one of them's a hood. And like whenever like they're like the cap like is ready to promote them, the hood like changes regions or something. Like the the Grim hood like leaves. Um for like a reasonable be- enough. Because like, they're supposed excuse. to stay at the bottom, but they can't be told. Yeah, or they, they can't be sold out as a grim. Exactly. So then they they like they, they, there's like alibis for like oh I I can't I'm I'm moving to this area yeah. sort of thing. So okay, so uh, wolf comes in, right? Yeah, the cop, yeah. the detective. So the wolf comes in and starts so raising hell. Are we are we nailing? Because we've just talked about that the wolves have been the cops or the fuzz. Are yeah. we nailing down the story that happens? Because if so, I want to give them names. I I do too. And I think that that's where we're at now. Okay, so wolves are generally cops, okay. and and they're just referred to just generally, they're you know distantly as cops right. until maybe like one of them like starts to cause like one like copper detective starts to cause a ruckus in an area, okay. and then they become the big bad wolf. So like that's their like what they're called, the big bad wolf. So yeah. um, we're we're gonna zone. Wasn't in. that three little pigs? Yeah, yes. but whatever. Uh, Grayhead is the wolf in. See, I in I wanted Red that Red to be Head. that like last name of the detective. Oh. Oh, Greyhead. Yeah, his first name should be Vincent. Vincent Greyhead. Vincent, that's rad. Um, I love. That. Okay, so we're gonna zoom in then now since we've got it all. This is maybe sorted. this is how the the crime family gets taken down. Is like because of what we're about to decide. Okay. Maybe not. Think about we'll it. We'll see. Let's let's talk through it. Yeah, see what let's happens. talk through it. Um, okay, so we're zooming in on Chicago. Yep. Nineteen forties. Um, Little Red isn't running rampant, but it's around. Like it, it's here and there. Um, there are plenty of hoods in the area it's a selective clientele yep it's, there, it's not huge. there are a few caps and there are two grandmothers and two huntsmen in yeah. the in the known known in the chicago area yeah um uh and the wolves don't know who they are they just have heard they're, they're the suspects that these are the numbers yeah. that we've got they're, they're the suspects yep so um we now meet up with our head wolf vincent grayhead Vincent Greyhead and his partner. Right, because he has a, he has a partner. Because Vincent's gonna die. We know that. Oh, he is. Gotcha. <laughs> we okay. do know Sam that. Winters. I feel like that's a name from something that like I'm from vaguely familiar with. Sam Withers, little baby Joseph. <laughs> what about just Joseph Baby? <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm Vincent Greyhead. This is my partner Joseph Baby. I, well, I mean, if they were if they had a respectful relationship. Uh, Vincent might just refer to him as this is my partner, baby. This is, my like, baby. This is like the forties, right? So he's this is like my baby partner, like, like neo noir, like noir, like detective. This is my partner, baby. <laughs> this is my baby partner. Nope, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> partner, baby, meet my baby partner. Uh, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> the brothers Grimm were actually named. Their last name were Carl. Right? Carl and Carl. 
So maybe his last name is Carl something. Wait, is he? <gasps> he's Carl Carl. Is he one of the Grimms? Is he undercover? No, because he's going to die too. We already know that. Oh, so. we've decided both of them die now. I mean, if we're going with the original stories, then both That's of them true, die. That's true. The wolf dies. So... You're right. Sorry, I didn't. I forgot but for what a second. Happens, <laughs> but, what happens, but what happens after that, uh-huh. we haven't decided yet. Right. And how that happens, we haven't decided okay. yet. I mean, we don't even have to keep the story the same if we don't want to. I like no, to keep we haven't, cert- we like haven't to yet. Keep certain elements the same. So, Vincent, <laughs> he's been tasked by, and his partner, uh, Sam Withers. Right. Um, or Sam, quote, baby, unquote, Withers. Are they part of a federal organization? Are they just local PD? I think just local Chicago PD. Okay. That's my opinion. So they're CPD. This is, this is a drug ring that, yeah, it's, it's like growing, but it's under wraps. Like it's well maintained in its level of secrecy. Okay. So, but I'm imagining maybe um, formerly, maybe Vincent was uh, tasked with, or maybe still is tasked with um, working with like uh, inner city youth. And like, that's like part of what he does. Okay. Um, so uh, Vincent's, Vincent's in there working with the youths. Yeah. And then he meets this and then this, this, this kid gets brought in on um, suspicion of, of, of uh, drug possession. Okay. And and there's, there doesn't seem to be any drugs on him, but he's brought in, and um, they have to let him go, of course. And uh, but Vincent's got like, like he gets this sense. Maybe Vincent's got a big a big nose too. Um, he's got this like sense that like big something's schnoz. yeah. Uh, he's he's he sniffs in the air and he can tell when when crime's happening. Um, he can <laughs> in Chicago. It's always oh yikes! I thought that was Detroit. Never mind. Nice. Um, Good so he gets a sense from this kid. And we know that this kid is a hood, right? This kid is a hood. Yeah. And um, maybe he like like puts a tail, puts like a, a beat cop to tail the kid, finds out where the kid lives, and then he goes and like stakes out the residence, finds out that the uh, the place that the kid went to, mm-hmm. thought, that the kid thought he wasn't being followed. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he goes to grandma's house. He goes to one of the grandma's houses. But... It just seems like uh, like a residence or a, a place of business because grandmas are super secretive and they just do their work wherever they happen to be. Right. And so uh, there doesn't seem to be anything wrong until so and so. But again, uh, uh, Vincent and Sam they've got this weird feeling. Mainly Vincent's got this weird feeling going on about this place. So he like as, across the street he does a classic stakeout, classic noir stakeout, um, and uh, maybe at one point he is like walk into the stakeout and he stops the kid like the kid's like going into grandma's house again and he like says hey where are you going and he's like oh i'm just going to my grandma's house like that's the cover that the kid uses uh-huh. is oh I'm, I'm just going to my grandma's house uh-huh. so then the detective looks up is this kid like related to the owner of this building or the, the the tenant of this building finds out no not related so red flags going off uh-huh. so he goes knocks on the door of, of grandma's house when the kid's not there and uh inv- and he doesn't invite himself in. He doesn't break his way in. Grandma opens the door, invites him in um, because she has nothing to fear. There's no drugs there. Um, so the the comp goes in and I'm trying to set up a scenario where she'll be incapacitated by by Vincent, right? So that then, you know, tracking with the original story. So what happens after Vincent goes into Grandma's house? Maybe, oh, well, oh, shoot. Okay. We're gonna. Re- I kind of want to retcon something here. Okay, go for it. But uh, Vincent, Vincent is the maybe. Oh, oh, okay, uh, maybe Vincent is 
Chicago PD, and he's the second wolf. There is no partner. Maybe the first person is actually from the FBI or like higher up, and she's a girl, which is why she's able to impersonate the grandma. Oh, okay. Because if all grandmas are matriarchal, right? right like right. she would need to be a girl to impersonate the grandma. Okay. Okay. So the first one's FBI. So the Se- the, the second wolf is Vincent. Yes. No partner. Sam Weathers doesn't exist. What if? Uh, so I, I like kind of where you're going with it. I want to swap up with something real quick. Kid says he's going to grandma's house, right? Right. Uh, the cop, Vincent, goes and just does a quick knock on the door. Younger woman opens the door. Okay. And he's like, this isn't your grandma. Like this, she's like in her 20s. There's no way. Right. You know? And so he's he's like, logistically, this cannot happen. You know, something like little red flags are going up. Does uh, he like ask, is yeah. your grandma He's home? like, hey, is your mother here? And she says, no, I'm the only one who lives here. You know? Like, just, no. Why Why would, my mother lives in, in Illinois. Chicago's in Illinois. My mother lives in Michigan. <laughs> there we go. You did it. Yeah. My mother lives in Michigan. Why would you be here? You know, and so that that then sends up little red flags. Um, he starts talking to his uh, Vincent starts talking to his boss and decides that they need some help from outside, and they bring in a Fed Q, the female okay. agent. Love this, tying it together. Okay, cool. So they're like not they're not partners, but they're working together on this case. Right. Okay. Correct. Female cop gets sent in. Yes. So so the female cop gets sent in. Uh, her name is uh, Isabella Wilkerson. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, and Vincent sees that she's a young girl, like younger. She's in her, in her, her mid twenties, um, and starts calling her baby. Nope. Don't like it. There's your tie in. There's your tie in. The baby thing wasn't necessary. There's your tie in. It was necessary because we had a baby beforehand. Yeah. That's not necessary. I mean, that's just, uh, I don't even know why that was thrown out originally. Like where one of you decided that the kid's name was baby. No, so, was, somebody still threw that out. you. I think that was me. <laughs> <laughs> now Tyler, that, Tyler rewinded back. Now that I think about, about it. That's right. They're I working together. But ba- then like, Joseph. why does she go to the house and how does she take over for the grandma there? Like, how does that happen? I think she goes to the house. The grandma lets her in, seeing that she's a, a girl and maybe like might. Could be a mark. Want, a mark either for the organization or not. Right. Right. And then uh, Q. Kill Bill style fight scene where why <laughs> okay like what what what's the what's the the critical initiation point like what um, does what does Isabel Isabella Isabel Isabella what does Isabella see that's like I think proof of a crime what if um the cap is there the next cap that's supposed to come to the to the house right is a female so the grandma opens the door and being a new grandma doesn't re- realize so she's a new grandma yeah, so she's, she's not fully yeah. like experienced yeah. okay so she she was a cap but now she's a little bit new okay. she doesn't realize that Isabel is not the new hood or the new cap new, that's supposed right. to be coming by instead and gives her the meetup time and the code phrase right. for um to take back to the next cap okay. or whatever so picking up from that is that chill? Everyone yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to keep. I feel like I keep hijacking the story. Love that. So picking up from that, uh-huh. then uh, Isabella takes this back to Vincent and the Chicago PD. They, uh, they, they want to then uh, make this a bus, a larger bus. So they very quickly, covertly put together a team and yeah. and go arrest very quickly, very covertly this this one this younger grandma 
they 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 like surprise her at her home and 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 take her down to the precinct and like make sure that nobody sees her that um as like as few people see her as possible so that there's no uh nobody knows inside of this drug ring that what's going on and they're successful they they succeed in that or at least maybe somebody sees but they don't get that information to the next cap in time right, right. at least that okay I'd like to imagine they do it. They pull this off. This is like the one successful thing that they really get done correctly. They get the young grandma to the precinct. They have enough evidence on her. They search the home really quickly before the next camp comes. They find like enough evidence and stuff, like some weird bank notes and correspondences and stuff like that. That like it with the testimony of the of the cop of the the, the federal agent is enough, right? So then the federal agent goes back before the next cap is scheduled to arrive, right? And what happens? Uh, so she's pretending to be right the new um the new grandma the new grandma um and she's she opens the door and uh there's a there's a hood there it's not a cap it's a hood okay who's who's just running trying to run information okay um says the hood asks a code phrase and uh um Isabella doesn't know how to respond so she she grabs the hood okay and they shut the door. But the hood is expected back somewhere else. Okay. Um, the hood is expected to be at a location to meet up with his cap, but when he doesn't right. show up, then the, the cap, cap gets nervous and calls in, uh, calls in the huntsman. Huntsman to check it out. Yep, just to go, just to go make sure the grandma's sure okay. okay. Right, whatever. Like huntsman's gonna, he's or he's gonna pretend to be a mail carrier or whatever and go drop sure. off a package. Goes to the door. Construction worker. Yep. Knocks. Opens. Like no, no answer for whatever reason. So he uses his key or whatever and gets into the house. Right. And he sees just a shotgun to just blast the door off its hinges. <laughs> a master key. That's his key. Yeah, <laughs> so he just shoots. Boom. Just shoots his way in. Gets into the house and he sees. Um, uh, so in in the in the in the story, story. he uh, is going to fire his gun, but chooses not to because he wants to save little uh, the grandma right. and little red. So he raises his gun, but. Um, so like the the fake grandma is yeah. there like with the hood right. like maybe like As, handcuffing the Isabella, hood. Isabella Isabella's there holding the hood, so he right. doesn't shoot. Instead, he runs in with his axe or his knife or whatever. Sure. And uh, kills her that Machete. way. Machete. Yeah. Um, well, he, no scissors, right? Scissors. What if he literally like he's about to shoot? There's some scissors that are just happen to be sitting on like an end table. Mm-hmm. Picks them up, rushes, pushes the hood away. Mm-hmm. And like like slashes across like her jugulars. I mean, I kind of want there to be a more involved battle there, like They're, not just so quick. More's that... coming because they fill. So you know how in the story they fill the wolf full of rocks. Well, now they got to fill a wolf full of lead. Well, but she's already dead. Yeah, but there's another wolf. Well, what if maybe... we, st- we still have we still have Vincent well, hanging maybe out? Maybe instead right? of cutting her jugular and killing her, right? What if like he like cuts her arm and she drops her gun and then bam, 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 bam. Fills her full of lead. Well, I was gonna say she he he incapacitates Isabella, turns around and there's Vincent. He saw he watched him blow the hinge off the door and oh, came oh, rushing like he in. He was across the street. Yeah, he was across doing the street. The sting. Yeah, watching, yeah. making sure nothing's gonna happen. Uh, he watches the guy blow the hinges the handle off the He's door running. and comes comes running through. Yeah. And uh, the the huntsman spins and boom, fills him full of lead, shoots him down. Okay. Right. Or it could be more of a shootout. You want more of a battle in this? Figure? I mean, I kind of want. So I want the huntsman to get there. Uh-huh. I I kind of want, uh, dude. I don't know. I I want. So you're saying the hood shows up. Yep. The hood asks for the code phrase. Uh-huh. Uh, Isabella doesn't know it exactly. Uh-huh. 
pulls him in yep. and just like handcuffs him or whatever. Yep. Um, Panics. <sighs> Throws him against the wall. He's knocked out. I don't know. Like maybe, you know, uh, what happens is there's a hood, a little bit older of a hood that comes by. And then upon having the code phrase not work, decides he's going to prove himself to be a huntsman and tries to attack and then gets killed by Isabella, like in defense. And then when that hood doesn't show up, then they send out the huntsman and the huntsman gets there, doesn't blow the hinges off, maybe because the door is locked, but like Isabella opens up and plays the plays the grandma card of like, oh, my gosh, the wolves came by. They got this kid and they almost got me too. Okay. Right. Like trying to get him, D- get him on the side. Yeah. And then the huntsman asks the code phrase. Right. And then Isabella maybe remembering from, from the previous grandma, cause there, there's several different code phrases. Right. Right. And the grandma didn't obviously tell them all of the code phrases, but the huntsman asked the one that they did talk about. She answers it correctly. Okay. Asks a second one. Cause he's feeling kind of weird. She answers it kind of correctly. And then answers the third one incorrectly to track with the whole original yeah. story and okay. then okay he kind of figures out what's going on acts like he's about to leave and then turns to like fight it goes hand to hand where there's scissors involved and and maybe you know stuff like that and then uh i mean federal agent versus trained like gang member like that's some that could be some solid hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat right there and then vincent can't exactly see what like he's been staking it out but he can't see what's going on inside maybe because the blinds are closed or whatever but they've just been in there for a really long time he's getting nervous he walks up to the to the door doesn't want to like go in because like if you know if it's going well he can't expose but also you know maybe this is all happening in the back room and he can't hear what's happening and then as the huntsman gets the leg up on on uh isabella uh you know, kills her with an axe or, or something. I don't know. Or the scissors. Um, or I the mean, scissors. That's fine. Uh, and then upon hearing, or maybe, I don't know, I kind of want there to be a, like a gunshot rings out. And then mm. Vincent's like, oh, crap, goes inside. And now he has to like fight the huntsman involved. And that turns into more hand-to-hand combat. Okay. Let me do another real quick retcon. There, uh, so Isabella and the Huntsman are fighting, right? Mm-hmm. Hand-to-hand combat, scissors versus, um, uh, baton. Maybe I don't know. It's like 1940s. I don't know. Like a nightstick. What? Sure, nightstick that for some reason federal officer has. I don't know. <laughs> uh. Whatever. Or maybe she picks up a chair and it breaks and she uses a chair. Like I don't care. Um, so they're fighting and uh, then like the Huntsman disarms her, but she like like pulls a gun. Cause like he's coming to kill her, and so she uh, she's a cop. She doesn't she's not there to kill him, right? She's there to arrest him. But she pulls a cop self defense, um, and it goes off. I'm imagining it misses and it doesn't hit the huntsman, and then the huntsman kills her. Um, and then the, but the gun went off, like you were saying. But right before this, you know, like like Riley was saying, uh, Vincent was getting nervous, and to and I'm imagining that the residence is like uh, it's an apartment building, mm-hmm. and this is in one of the upper apartments. So he tries to climb. Yep. On like up, like tries to climb up the uh, the fire escape, and maybe it's like oh, you're putting the second story. I'm putting in there. the second gotcha. story in, yeah. Um, he tries to climb up the fire escape, and it's like been raining, and instead of drowning because the the fire escape is wet, he like loses his footing and he falls and and falls to the ground and, and dies after chasing the huntsman up the stairs. 
Um, I want to be like a big chase scene. Where uh, he okay, sure. cool. Where he like sure. walks in on on him killing Isabella, and then the huntsman, uh, instead of fighting Vincent, sees that the situation is going south really fast. I need to go because right. if one you know one wolf means the wolf pack isn't very far behind, right? right? Like right. I gotta go, and so he he starts running up the the fire escape. They maybe they have a thing where they're on the roofs of these Chicago apartment buildings and they're running from like rooftop to rooftop and then has a situation where there's an, maybe a, an altercation and Vincent slips right. and, and falls, falls to his death. Um, maybe he drowns. I don't know. Maybe he falls like off of a ledge into like a fountain, but instead of drowning, he like snaps his neck and drowns. Or, 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 or Vincent falls okay. into Maybe a fountain or a trough or something where it looks like it's full of water. Huntsman looks, sees that there's no movement, moves on. Vincent doesn't die. Oh, love that. So then okay. there's retribution. And of... this is how they get the gang. This mm-hmm. is this is like the beginning of them taking down little the little red gang. Little red riding gang. Okay, so um so the Vincent Turns turns it around and decides. Um, now he's got information on how this works. Has an idea of kind of not the hierarchy necessarily, but an idea of kind of how the security is going on, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uses that plus his desire to avenge his his friend, I guess, fallen yeah, they, fallen uh, coworker. They became friends yeah. while working the case, sure. Um, and and uses all that to drive. He he starts an anti. Uh, Vincent leaves the force. Yep. Okay. Because he's fed up with it and fed up with the bureaucracy, but he becomes the big bad wolf. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Perfect. And love that is like a vigilante hunting down this like organization. Yeah. From like and because you know the the original wolf um, impersonated the grandma. Right. right, to to get the hood, right. to to right. get into the organization, whatever in the story, and in this, Isabella impersonated grandma, but you know maybe Vincent sees that there's power in impersonating a huntsman instead. So he finds that original huntsman, takes him out like full on vigilante style, yeah, and impersonates him Two from then on, just one to the head, um, because huntsmen sure. always get called. They get called out when things go wrong, right? So he he makes something go wrong, so he gets called out, yeah. Yep. Love that. And that's personally where I like, I kind of just want to leave it is like since the forties, Vincent's been single-handedly like tracking down and taking out this gang, like cell by cell. This is, it's so very like Jason Bourne. <laughs> Jason Bourne, like almost batman Like especially with in, like the scissors fight scene and, yeah. the, and the roof, uh, roof of the apartment building. I the big this. bad wolf. Yeah. The vigilante at the end. Grayhead. I love it. That's so cool. Okay, sweet. So we've got kind of the big ideas kind of on lock here. Um, who are the characters played by? In of, our, of this main yeah, story. In, in the movie that we're shooting. Uh, Liam Neeson for Vincent. Really? Okay. Like, All right. Yeah. I, really <laughs> I think I, Liam Neeson has played the good tough guy for so long. I want him to be the Huntsman. Huntsman? Okay, uh, I was going to say I'm Bautista cool for the Huntsman. Dave Bautista, like the big... See, I kind of, I'm, I'm most with dude. Riley. I kind of want to swap it. Like, so you want Liam Neeson to be the escaped well, Huntsman? I don't know. Like, I, the vibe that I want is someone who can pull off, like, neo-noir. Or, like, noir, like, detective. And I don't know if Batista, I don't know if he can do that. Maybe he can't. Uh, John Hamm would be another good one. Oh, John Hamm is Vincent and Liam Neeson is the Huntsman? I love Interesting. that. Love that. 
I'm super on board. With that. Uh, I was gonna say Natalie Dormer for Isabella. Okay, I'm cool with that. Um, Unless you have a better idea. I, I was thinking. I mean, she would also be good as the grandma as well. The original grandma. Mm-hmm. The one well, that we have to have imprisoned. I mean, I I feel like the original grandma and Isabella should look a little Enough bit alike. similar. What if it's Natalie Portman and Natalie Dormer? They're they don't just, look they're, that they're similar. They're just two like Natalies. <laughs> well, why that's not, the joke, why Nick. Not, uh, like Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley. I don't know. I, I, they have, I they guess have, they don't have to look similar. They, they similar. have very similar looks. They they do. I can't imagine either of them really in either of these roles. I mean, Natalie, Natalie, or uh, Akira Knightley could, would do just fine. Really? I think. Yeah. I can't imagine it. But um, I mean, uh, they're very talented. So. Oh shoot! God, I'm so bad with names. Who well, plays? Who's the, who's the Dormer? Who, what's her name? Natalie. Natalie Dormer. Dormer. Natalie Dormer. Uh, Tyler Who's the Dormer girl? Now that you said cut that out, I'm leaving it. No. Who's the girl that plays? I think Natalie Dormer would make a great grandma. Scarlet Witch. Um, oh, they actually kind of look a little bit similar enough. Yeah, Dormer um, and Elizabeth um, Olsen. Olsen, yeah, that might. They be. would be just similar enough, like with like some practical effects per se, like makeup and stuff. Like that, that might. They be could a... look just similar enough. Yeah, that might be a fun pairing. I mean, or you could choose one person that, like, through makeup, looks a little bit dissimilar, but they play two characters. You I like could the, also do that. I like the pairing. But I'm I'm cool with Natalie yeah. Dormer and Elizabeth Olsen would be rad. That'd be really rad. And then the cocky hood. I, I just realized that we never see a cap in this movie. Well, it's just talked about. Unless it's just like side true. rolls. That's true. Which is kind of, I, that's, I'm fine with it. Because never decided. Unless it's a cap that goes it, missing. It's, a, it's a, a nod to the original story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the hood. You don't have to be perfectly everything. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hood that is cocky enough to attempt to attack. Josh Gad. Who? Josh Gad. I don't know who that is. Um, have you seen, uh, have you seen New Girl? No. Okay, he's in an episode of that. Have you? Oh, well, have you seen Frozen? He, he voices Olaf, the the, oh. the snowman. Well, the the hood. I'm not. The hood shouldn't be like super old, but also shouldn't be super young either. I'm thinking okay. like teens or something. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, Tom Holland. We've wow, cast we, him recently. We just like threw something else. Yeah. Never mind. Um, who's the guy who plays Egby in um in? We've Kingsman. also cast him in some things. Recently, uh, Taron Egerton. Right? Yeah, Egerton. Eggsy. Exit, yes, yes. Um, Channing Tatum. <laughs> um, how about? Ooh, what about John Boyega um, as the hood? I could see that as the hood. Yeah, I could see it. Kind of old for a hood. Yeah, he is. Well, I mean, older people play younger people all the time. What about Charlie Hunnam? <gasps> Dave Franco. We just cast Dave Franco. I know. <laughs> oh God, it's my phone. Yeah. Uh, what about yeah, Charlie Hunnam? What's, he, what's he in? He plays um, Jackson in Sons of Anarchy. He's in Papillon. He's in King Arthur. He's in uh, Triple Frontier, the, the Netflix movie. Come on, the come on, dude. I, don't, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, who's the guy plays? He's in High School Musical. Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue. <laughs> Corbin. Yep, I love it. <laughs> bring Corbin back. Right, Hashtag right, bring right, Cor- right. Corbin back. That's fine. Um, if all of our listeners could please tweet at uh, Corbin Blue yeah. if he's even on social media, ask him I have if he wants no to be idea. in our movie, <laughs> and ask him if he wants to be in a really like fo- shot with a phone version of yeah, this right. adaptation. Of my, this. it's gonna be in my backyard. We're yeah. just gonna film the whole thing from my backyard. It's gonna be great. Uh, all right, cool. Well, hey everybody, thanks for listening. Oh, uh, well, did what? we miss any? Did characters? you have something to say? We, we didn't do the. Oh well, what what would this movie be called? I, I like something that uh, Nick said earlier about the job of the hoods and the caps, that they are running red. And I think that that's a rad movie title, mm. running red. Also because 
Bled. Bled. <laughs> With the scissors and the dad. Running yeah. red. I like it. Red. All right, cool. Uh, sweet. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we truly appreciate you guys spending a little bit of time your, of your week with us. Um, we hope that you guys enjoy it. And if you don't, or if you had an idea that you think would be better, please let us know. We'd love if you would hit us up over on Twitter or Instagram at P-O-P-A-P-O-C podcast. You can go check us out on our website at P-O-P-A-P-O-C.com. Uh, and if you want you can, to help support us, you can run over to Patreon at uh, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash P-O-P-A-P-O-C. Uh, there are multiple different levels there where you can uh, donate to us if you wish. And if you do, we have some really awesome stuff uh, to send you as a thank you. Uh, some awesome things that we have recorded that you guys can listen to, our appendices. Uh, one of those went up a couple weeks ago, so that should be, uh, you should go check those out. And then uh, there's a really awesome poster that we just had taken care of recently by our artist, Rhonda Tucholsky. Uh She's really awesome, and we want to thank her so much for her work with us. Uh, thank you guys again so much for listening. And, uh, you know, we didn't do any um, arbitrary randomness. But we, I think we could do that to sign off. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do that to sign off, I guess. John Ham's character has uh, heterochromia, two different colored eyes. Ooh. We, often, we do a lot of things with the eye color. We do? Yeah. Oh, good to know. Fine, he has two different colored feet. Nope, too late. <laughs> um, I just realized we also never showed any moms in this movie either. Well, That's... we never see the moms in the story other than her mother sent her. Uh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, mom tells her at the beginning don't go into the woods because you'll trip and break the glass but okay yeah. so she's kind of in the story <laughs> a little but bit. not really that's fine um i want liam meeson's character the huntsman to not actually have an axe but just have a giant or not a giant but like a face tattoo of an axe above his eye Liam Neeson with a face tattoo. I like it. I struggle I to imagine cool. it, but... <laughs> oh, we could have cast Mads Mikkelsen in this movie. That would have been cool. We also cast him in a number of things. Did we really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. And by we, I mean... I do. <laughs> we got our favorites. Um, yeah, for real. Um, uh, let's see. Um, each hood and cap wears a single red piece of clothing, but it changes per person so that it's not like an obvious gang affiliation. Okay. At first, I thought you meant, like, which article of clothing it was changes, and I was like, dude, there's only so many articles of clothing, like... You can no, not have, like, like, like everybody, like, I, I each person it. has an article of clothing that... That is red, but they don't yeah, match. But that, yeah, exactly. I getcha. Um, cool. I'd have a red bow tie. I'd have a red face. Oh, too late, sunburn. I... Would you like some cookies, dear? Now, how about some opiates? <laughs>